What's up, Video Landers? I'm your host, Mr. Matey Mac. Mm -mm -mm. And with me tonight is my co-host, Dr. Diamond Dunn. Triple D. Quick reminder, you can find us on AdventuresInVideoLand.com or on our Facebook at Adventures in Video Land. We are critics with attitude. In many of the AV podcasts, you'll hear some bad language. You know, that's not really our style. Mm -mm. So we'll try to keep this rated PG-13. Axe murder, drug use, and sexual tension. Mm -hmm. Also, spoiler alert, if you don't want tonight's movie ruined, pause this episode, go back, watch the movie, and come back later. With that said, tonight we'll be talking about Season 9, Pantheon nomination number 1, Walk Hard, The Dewey Cox Story. Nominated by Kyle Brown, guest voter, yours truly, Miggity Mac McFall. Before we get to any of that, let's chat about Pantheon. Dr. Diamond, Doug, what is Pantheon? Sure, for anybody who's just tuning in right now, let's tell you about Pantheon. Pantheon is a little thing that we call uh, this competition that's all about movies that hit on all the cylinders. Mm. Acting, directing, script, score, cinematography, special effects, essential viewing. The top shelf. It has that je ne sais quoi. I don't even know what that is. Never gets old. Best of his genre. There are nine members on the AV Council. Every three weeks, a council member nominates a movie. Everyone else votes yes or no with their reasons. In addition, there's a guest voter. And the Facebook poll counts as another vote. Total of 11 votes. Each movie needs a two-thirds majority be, uh, carry the one uh, seven votes yes, to get seven. in so now, we're on season nine we are but as a little look back on the movies that joined the pantheon in season eight, eight. so we uh covered on Panthe in pantheon companion uh scott pilgrim versus the world that made it in the fantastic mr fox yet another uh brought across the line by that our favorite director Hmm. Uh, Tropic Thunder made it in. Also, and this was uh, like the, the the batter called this one before the pitcher pitched the ball. Yep. Alien, like called that one for the fence and boo, off it went. There was also a versus nomination that made it in last year. No Country for Old Men, uh, and the 2023 People's Pantheon, where a number of movies were nominated and everybody just voted on Facebook and the top one to get in just won, and that was. A long time coming. I gotta say, get a little emotionally choked up about this one. It was inconceivable. It was like I, I, you keep using that word, but in any case, the Princess Bride finally, I think third try, made it into Pantheon. All right, so that's the previous yeah. season. Let's uh, let's let's have a little foreplay, Doctor oh, Diamond Dutch. Sure. How about this? How about name a polarizing comedy that you love so uh i'll give you two one less polarizing and one more polarizing all right uh less polarizing is hot tub time machine oh Fan i love this movie love that movie but i could see how people wouldn't like it because it's a lot of like lowbrow scatological yeah, humor cheesy. the the other one uh and i've feel like if i say this out loud they may kick me off this podcast uh oh here we go uh, I get a kick out of Corky Romano <laughs> with Chris Kattan. <laughs> I was going to say Deuce Bigelow, male gigolo, or possibly... Deuce Bigelow, 
European gigolo? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Whom Roger uh, Ebert gave zero stars Zero to. stars. I yeah. liked them both. <laughs> I, I, I dug them. I also, uh, and I don't know how polarizing it is, but but um, but uh, there was one, and oh my gosh, the name of it just escaped me. It was uh, 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 something... Porn star. Shoot. Zack and Mary make a porno? No, no, no. Uh, it was one of the guys uh, One of the guys from the gang that did uh, Grown Ups and uh, the, the the shorter one, David Spade. David Spade. And I think it was David Spade. No. No, no. The other one. The weird one. The one that they constantly... Rob Schneider? Uh, no. He was the bus driver on Grown Ups 2 that they ended up stringing up in the back of the bus because he was so high he couldn't drive the bus. It doesn't matter. I can't remember the name of the movie. If it comes to me, uh, it was the name of the name of the character and then like Born to be a Star, but the actual title of the movie was Porn Star. Anyway, uh, if I think of it, I'll mention it, but I think that one's fairly polarizing because it was a really terrible movie, but I got a kick out of it every time I saw it. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story, which sure was thing. released in 2007. A uh, little synopsis here. Uh, it was It's rated R. It's the comedy musical parody. And by the way, parody is the big emphasis word. It's something that the producers, uh, the, the, the director, and even the, 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 the stars had a real hard time getting people to catch on to that it was supposed to be a parody, not a, not a serious story. Uh, directed by Jake Kasdan, who directed Bad Teacher, Sex Tape, both of the newer Jumanji movies, Welcome to the Jungle and The Next Level. Written by Judd Apatow, who did The Four-Year-Old Virgin, Knocked Up, You Don't Mess with the Zohan, Funny People, This is 40, uh, and also written by Jake Kasdan. Produced by Judd Apatow, Hunter Bauman, Clayton Townsend, which, who collaborated with Oliver Stone on Born of Fourth of July, Natural Born Killers, Any Given Sunday, also Equalizer 3, and Holmes and Watson, another vehicle. Yeah, that uh, one was rough. That was, I'm not going to lie. I you, normally like uh, yeah. Will Ferrell and John C. Riley yeah, together, but that, but that, one, was that, was a, that was rough. That was rough. Cinematography by Uta Brieswitz. Uh, I think I pronounced her name correctly. Who did Arthur 2011. We were just talking about Arthur just a little bit ago. Uh, starring Russell Brandt. Edited by Tara Tampone. Uh, and Steve Welsh, music by Michael Andrews, who did Donnie Darko, Freaks and Geeks, and Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids and Donnie Darko are uh, favorites in my household. Uh, productions, uh, Columbia Pictures, Relativia Media, and Apatow Productions. Distributed by Sony Pictures, releasing, released December 21st, 2007 in the U.S. with a 96-minute runtime. Movie is starring John C. Riley, Kristen Wiig, Tim Meadows, and Jenna Fisher. And uh, why don't you give us the IMDb synopsis of this sure. movie? Sure, and that is among other many other uh, comedic stars who do show up in oh, that yes, movie. Of course. Uh, so the IMDb synopsis says: Singer Dewey Cox overcomes adversity to become a musical legend. That is the boringest. Was that the line? Whole That's the like, whole synopsis. It's not like a clever parody of huh. uh, no. It's just like, okay. hey, this guy did some songs. So if you've never seen the movie, don't know anything about it, you didn't really know who these people were, <laughs> and you just read the thing, you'd be you'd like, get huh. nothing. So it's uh, so it's like the Elvis movie then. Okay, Bucky Larson, born to be a star That's by the Nick one. Swarsden. Bucky Larson, porn star, was the title of the movie when I first saw it. Now it's born to be a star. And yes, Nick 
Swartz, and that's the movie. Thank you very much, Dr. Diamond <laughs> Doug. All right, let's talk about some ratings here. Ratings, reviews. Uh, ratings, IMDb gives it a 6.8 out of 10. <laughs> rotten Tomatoes gives it a 75% rotten with a 57% audience score. And Metacritic gives it a 63. Some reviews off of Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Danielle Soltzman uh, from Soul See at the Movies rates it as fresh. 15 years after its theatrical release, Wolkhard, the Dewey Cox story, remains the be-all, end-all for the musical biopic genre. Now, from the bottom of the barrel, where the rotten tomatoes are, Peter Bradshaw from The Guardian wrote, Some laughs, but you expect more from Apatow. Oh. So, the Metacritic reviews, uh, 63 uh, rating, based on a thirty on 34 of them. Michael, Michael Sragao from Time rates it as a, uh, his review is rated as a 90. Not since This is Spinal Tap have I had such a good time watching amicable idiocy stumble on towards uncertain glory. And that is an apt comparison. Sure. Uh, this is Spinal Tap, yeah. a musical biopic. I'll give you that. Uh, middle of the pack from the Metacritic. Uh, uh, scrapings here. You got Roger Ebert, USA Today, uh, gives it a, they rated his uh, review as a 75. If you want to escape all the deadly serious fear of this pre award season, and it did come out in December during award mm -hmm. season time, mm -hmm. run to walk hard, the Dewey Cox story. Why? Cox rocks. Yeah, they do. This rowdy spoof of music biopics is silly, fun, and Often hilarious. Uh, J.R. Jones from the Washington <clears throat> Times. Now, this is on the bottom end of the uh, Metacritic Not, not the bottom bottom, well, which was a 38, but it was, more, it was more snooty. But this was the, the next up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The best part of Walk Hard, oddly enough, is the music. I might not care to see Walk Hard a second time, but I can't wait to hear it again. Walk and John hard. C. Riley sang yeah, he did. all the songs. Now, yep. his, his co-star did not actually do her own singing, but but he did. From the Metacritic Hoi Paloi, uh, you got a 7.3 out of over 43 positive uh, positive ratings. 15, middle and 3 negative. Uh, Army Jackson rates it as 10. I've never seen a movie so many times and still enjoyed it. As I have this one. It's also one of the most quotable movies I've ever watched. I recommend watching this under more blankets if you get cold. But less blankets if you get hot. And uh, I pulled this one out of the pack. Because there's usually always a fanboy for any movie. Which is sure. like, you gotta see gotta. this one. Yeah. And I love it. Now, uh, Scumma. Huh. There's a name. Scumma. 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 It's like Scubba. Scumma. But with Gives it a six, hit and miss with a recycled premise, but it still had enough good moments to make it worth watching. You're missing nothing if you skip it. Scumma. 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 Now, from our own Adventures in Videoland Facebook comments and reviews, we start with Al Patrickson, uh, who says, uh, yeah, haven't seen it. Yeah, and... Uh, yeah, I wonder if you write a review that says haven't seen it, you... Yeah, you really got to get around to seeing it. I think you're missing a step. Like, if you go writing a... Well, it's a comment. It's a comment. That's all right. I feel like this is from a pseudonym anyway. Al Patrick? I don't... Yeah. It's a pseudonym? Uh, it might be. I don't think that's how that works. might be. Joshua McLaughlin. Ha ha. Is it, Panthea is it a Pantheon movie? Yes? There's no question mark after yes. There's a period. Yes. <laughs> 
Well, see if there's a question mark or oh, not okay. as I continue to read. Go for Do it. Do I think it deserves to become a hollowed part of this motion picture hall of fame? No. Oh. I'll expand my thoughts a bit more at a later date. Uh-huh. So, both yes and no right there. That's right. Cliffhanger right uh, there. Dun, dun, dun. Giselle Butler says, I'm sorry, it's a no from me. Jake Hoffmeyer. Awful movie. I wish I... Wouldn't have rewatched it for this nomination. I now hate myself. Wow. Scott Herliska. I love it, but no. I'm sure I'm still not jiving with whatever Pantheon is, but no. And then you got Benjamin Sager, who says, Who the hell nominated this? Benjamin. His his name is... Uh, Kyle Brown. Kyle Brown, and uh, it's on the... Anyway, go ahead. The... These isn't anywhere close to Pantheon. The dream of Pantheon has been lost with this selection. It isn't a bad movie, just not Pantheon worthy by any standards. Huh. Uh, Paul Roman says, seriously, one of the greatest comedies of all time. There you go. You get your positive plug there. We've been riding a negative train down these comments. It's subjective, right? Uh, now we got Bill Wheat mm-hmm. says, rewatch this the second time since I picked it up years ago. I found it fun then and I like it now as an absurdist, ridiculous movie spoofing biopics and the music industry. John C. Riley is really good as are most of the cast, but the jokes here are hit or miss. And while I like a lot of comedy films, they all can't be the best. This one has a few quotable lines and memorable moments, but I found a lot of it didn't stick with me the first time around. Not really Pantheon level. Nope. Now, the the cliffhanger from earlier, Joshua McLaughlin. What? He's back? He's back. He's back. And Triple D, I would appreciate if you would read this part two of Joshua McLaughlin. This leads me to my own conclusion that while Walk Hard is an important and laugh-earning movie of its moment, it does not quite have the juice needed to stand the test of time, in my opinion. A good flick to watch and a quality feature objectively, but to me, it doesn't reach the heights it needs to in order to reach pantheon status joshua thank you for clarifying your position as you said is it pantheon yes do i think it deserves no now we all completely understand where it you're doesn't from. have the juice <laughs> all right all right let's talk about receipts how well did this thing do Receipts. Why don't you start off here and read off how Walk Hard did. Sure. Walk Hard, December 21, 2007. Now, uh, production budget of this was $35 million. Domestic gross, you'd probably want to double that to be able to make some money back. So like seventy million, everything. right? Like seventy, 70 million. Like no, I mean, we, to to like not like break even. Like you still have to make more than the production well, budget. The thing that I was know. schooled on this year was that it needs to be triple your your uh, budget in oh, order to be considered minute. a success. Right? So so is it any of those things? You mean thirty five million times two or is times it thirty five million? Is it seventy million? Is it one hundred and five million? No. no. 18.3 million. Uh, uh, Worldwide, 20.6 million. Oof, 
Someone lost their shirt. Average ticket price in 2007, $6.88. The reason that's important is yeah, why would that be important? For us to compare, compare movies across time in okay. different years that we have to find a way to normalize and like standardize some, kind of index, some, some sort, sort of, of index some sort of trademark copyright registered reserved. patented reserved system that owned. we call the wholly owned butts in seats index but like bisi you're saying the bsi oh the bsi sorry you can call it both ways where you <laughs> where we divide out the money that came in domestically right. domestic gross by the average ticket price of the year so 18.3 million divided by six dollars and 88 cents 2.7 million butts in seats well, how, what can i compare that to like how do I, like if i think of another movie that has a bsi sure another movie that uh some of our listeners might know about uh Fight Club. Oh, Fight Club. Mm, it, it didn't. It's probably do, the same, right? It's well known, but didn't do particularly well in theaters. Right. It made seven point three million BSI butts in oh. seats. We call that the Fight Club standard. standard. Yeah. So this is less than half. Less than half the of Fight the Fight Club, Club standard. standard. Yeah. Hmm. So I did. I did some comparisons. I did a little research. Uh, uh, this is Spinal Tap was one option. I, I didn't actually go with that one. Sure. But but it's a it's for example one you mentioned earlier. Yeah yeah. I went with some. Well, first of all, another Jake Kasdan flick, A Bad Teacher, June twenty fourth, twenty eleven. So he four years later, ninety two minutes, a comparable in length, production budget twenty million, domestic gross one hundred. Point three million worldwide, two sixteen point two, out of the park home run uh, with bad teacher. Average ticket price in twenty eleven was seven dollars ninety three cents for a BSI of twelve point six, more than fifty percent above the, the Fight, Fight Club, Club standard. standard. Yeah, that's yeah. the uh, and that's Cameron Diaz, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And there's been a couple of spinoffs of yeah. that movie. In fact, also I looked at another pseudo biopic, uh, Joe Dirt. I thought, you know, uh, almost the same group of uh, guys. S- pseudo. <laughs> pseudo. Pseudo. <laughs> uh, came out April 11, 2001. Again, comparable length, 91 minutes. Directed by Denny Gordon, who did the Halo series, What a Girl Wants, and New York Minute, which, as everyone New knows. New York Minute. That's too fast. Ooh. Way slower. Actually, the song is much slower than that. Uh, 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 Joe Dirt had a production budget of $17.7 million, which, by the way, kind of shocked me that they actually spent that much money on that movie, but okay. Domestic gross, $27.1 million. Uh, worldwide, $31 million. An average ticket price in 2001 was $5.65, so a BSI of $4.8 million. Still, nice. still uh, you know, well below the Fight Club standard. Then I thought, hey, you know, how about something else with like Judd Apatow or, or any of those guys? So yeah. I thought, how about I Love You, Man? Great movie. March 20th. And to... l- let me pause yeah, and just no. say, I love you, man. I love you, man. I love you, man. I love you, man. All right. And, and, and you know, to Kyle, to Kyle Brown. Kyle, I love you, man. I love you, man. All right. So uh, March 20th, 2009, 105 minutes, directed by John Hamburger, who did Along Came Polly, a great movie. Why Him? If you haven't seen Why Him, it's starring the dude from Breaking Bad. Brian, uh, Brian Cranston? Brian Cranston. And also the guy from the movie about making the room. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Franco. Franco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James Franco. James Franco. Great movie. I love that movie. Anyway, I Love You Man uh, had a production budget of $40 million, domestic gross 71.4, worldwide 92. 
The average ticket price in 2009 was $7.50. So a BSI of $9.5 million. I'm seeing uh, even the best of these are not like Marvel-level BSI type. No. Like com- these comedies. No, but we are getting to one. R-rated comedies that aren't doing yeah. uh, necessarily. Like BSIs uh, of 100. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We're getting there, though. How about Anchorman? Mm. Another uh, pseudo-biopic. One of the most quotable films of, uh, of, of the aughts. And some of the same uh, people involved. Uh, July 9th, 2004, 94 minutes, similar length. Adam McKay directed it. He did Don't Look Up. He also did Talladega Nights. Uh, production budget of $26 million. Domestic gross, 85.3. A success by any standard. Yep. Worldwide, 90.7. The average ticket price that year, $6.21 for a BSI of $13.7 million. Well, about twice the Flight, Flight Club standard. And then, as we're talking about Talladega Nights, let's oh. talk about Talladega Nights. Uh, August 4th, 2006, 108 minutes. Same director, Adam McKay. Production budget, $72.5 million. Domestic gross, $148.2. Worldwide, $163.4. Average ticket price that year, $6.55. A BSI, $22.6 million. Nice. Nice. So we were just chatting about Talladega, Talladega Nights over the weekend because we uh, mentioned the fact that we were talking about uh, very specific movie moments that will get you every time mm-hmm. or you even just can think about them and they make you, chuckle. make you chuckle. And for me, Talladega Nights, the ending scene, they both get out of the car and We Belong to the Night comes on and it, the ridiculousness we of that song the with the slow-mo foot race, it, mm-hmm. it gets me every time. Yeah, and you know, the, the, the part of that movie that gets me every time uh, and it's because it's so quotable. There are a couple of parts. One, one is at the at the table where he's praying to little baby Jesus. I, I, that makes me laugh every time. Nine, Another nine one's pounds, when... six pounds, <laughs> baby Jesus with a little Einstein mobile. <laughs> Another one's when he's running around screaming, he's on help fire. Help me, help me, Oprah Winfrey. And then, and then, and then, Mom, I'm going fast. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So anyway, Talladega Nights. <clears throat> So let's do this. Uh, normally we just jump right into a deep dig here. Yeah. But before we do. Yeah. Uh, we usually have, we usually, we don't always, but typically uh, we will find that the the, the, the uh, council member who makes the nomination, in this case Kyle Brown, will leave a little something. Just a little something. Now, this one uh, is in a bag uh, that's clearly recycled in that Kyle received a Christmas gift yeah. bag. Yeah. has his name on it. But he just you know reused it for us because he's a responsible human living on this little planet. Uh, we, we don't want to, you know, trash it. And while some would call these gifts, we I definitely mean, call them bribes. bribes. They're bribes. Bribes. That uh, hasn't worked. Uh, well, I mean, it, it, some of them have worked. Yeah. You know, like some, I am... I am a guest voter here, so yeah. my vote does carry weight. Yeah, so weight. this 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 could this pull you through. Might, but what do you yeah. what do you got in our in our Christmas gift bag? As a Santa Claus and a snowman on the outside. We've got uh, Douglas and G Money. Douglas and G Money. You wrote yeah. our names on the on the uh, the, the uh, paper. That is nice. What do you got there? Oh, and what's it say on this one? It says something there. Douglas and G Money. Oh, here. again. Says it on both. Oh, it and it bled through the, t- oh, it, the oh, tissue paper. Oh, this one just says, <laughs> Oh my God. Well, we've, so, he's, 
Kyle, okay. Kyle wants us to like. These uh, are full on little bottles of joy. Pink Whitney, truly flavored vodka. 99 peaches. I got 99 peaches, but this ain't one. Uh, and this is a f some fireball. Okay. And we got some screwball. That's peanut butter whiskey. That's a. Uh, I gotta be in the mood for that. Ooh, your favorite, Bourbon. Bourbon. And is this more Pink Whitney? Oh, a different Truly. This one is orange, and this one is apple. No apple, pineapple. And, mm. and we have some handcrafted oh, art. Strawberry. Handcrafted art right here. Oh, little, kitty, little kitty kitties. Right oh, they're there. really they're like glass kitties. Uh, holding up, playing with little butterflies on a glass round base plate, maybe uh, three, three and a half inches tall. They're delicate and beautiful. Is that, is that, is that, that's the box? Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. Those, that's fabulous. Kyle, thank you very much. Uh, we probably crack one of these little bottles. Siamese here. cats. Yeah, yeah. We'll probably crack one of these little bottles. Siamese here. cats show up in the movie. Here. They, they do. You mentioned the. What other movies do Siamese cats show up in? <laughs> Aristocats. The Aristocats. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Anyway, thank you, Kyle, very much. Uh, this is very cool. Uh, a wonderful, wonderful little bribe. All right. So, let's jump into Kyle's nomination. It's uh, And reading through here, I'll get it started. All right. So, Kyle says, I get to kick off my second straight Pantheon season with the first nomination. It's a bold task. It sets the tone. Last year's venture, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, was successful inductee. But will this year fill the bill as well? I fully intended, intentioned to nominate another movie. For months, I was going to nominate Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? And I went down a small rabbit hole of films similar to it after re-watching it, still assured of me wanting to present it to the council. Then I rewatched a film that I hadn't in over a decade that provided some similar vibes. Wall Card, The Dewey Cox Story. And soon, the Coen Brothers' Odyssey fell by the wayside. This movie is a comedic goldmine. It has an incredible soundtrack. It's maybe the best pastiche film ever made. Ooh, I'm not familiar with that word. Pastiche. What does that word mean? Pastiche. Collection. Oh, nice. I'm going to look it up because the uh, that was my guess. I like right it. And is frankly, disgustingly underrated. So let's walk hard down life's rocky road and unearth the, unearth the brilliance of 2007's music biopic-inspired film, Walk Hard, The Dewey Cox Story. Track one, Walk Hard. While films like Young oh. Frankenstein... Oh, yes, pastiche. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was uh, completely wrong Oh, then, in the definition then of that. An artistic work in a style that imitates that of another work, ah, period. Artistic uh, work, Love it. artist, or period. There's Pastiche. my word. There's your word of the day, ladies and gentlemen. Pastiche. Pastiche. All right. Track one, Walk Hard. While films like Young Frankenstein, Airplane, and other spoofs waited years after the craze had died down, Walk Hard did it in the midst of those films coming out, and that takes serious effing balls. Track two. Serious effing <laughs> balls. Mama, you gotta love your Negro man. This movie shows Dewey singing songs in place of Bobby Shad, a black nightclub singer that sings about the black experience. It's brilliant because it mocks the stealing of black music by white people. His managers are overly Jewish to mock the idea that Jews run the entertainment industry. 
a song about how he's going to stand for the midget because artists like to take up random causes all the time. This movie is offensive, but done with intention and genuine humor. Track three, let's do it. Let's do it. Now, this is a boiled down version of what he was writing about. So this is a a collection of all the interesting people that Mm -hmm. show up in the movie. Yeah. Uh, A pastiche of people. A pastiche. (laughs) Wait, wait. No, that's not not how you use that word. Do that again. Uh, Jenna Fisher, the band of Matt Besser, Chris Parnell, and Tim Meadows, Raymond Barrios, Pa Cox, the list of comedic heavyweights goes on with Jack Black, Paul Rudd, Justin Long, Jason Schwartzman, Jane Lynch, Kristen Wiig, Ed Helms, Margot Martindale, Craig Robinson, Jack White, Harold Ramis, Jonah Hill, and many others. And we'll see. Uh, a lot of people. Yeah. Track four, Take My Hand. The film is directed and co-written by Jake Casson, who didn't have much experience before this. He expertly crafts a movie that has to go from the 1950s through every decade up until the 2000s. He also has to make this film have different looks for the movies that he's lampooning. Track five, Big Daddy, A Man's Penis. Yeah, I, no, boiled, whole, I boiled that one yeah, way down. Shrunk. I figured that was the most important it's, part. It, 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 <clears throat> it's, a, it's an odd choice to boil down something to as small as a man's penis, but I like it. But that it. man's penis was it functioned as like like mm. uh, uh, storytelling uh, yeah. bookends, yes. as it were, as yes. it showed up uh, later at the end. At the end. Track six, A Beautiful Ride. To wrap up some of the reasons this film deserves inclusion into Pantheon is simply that the music is really good. Some of it's funny, some of it is catchy, and some is actually beautiful. And the film didn't even use all the songs from the album. That's all in capitals, by the way. Mm -hmm. There are 30 songs on the extended album and only 15 made the movie. The other songs are actually bangers, too. I don't know how walk hard the Dewey Cox story will pan out with the council. Heck, I don't even know. It gets the votes. I honestly doubt it gets the votes. Sorry. I just think this movie was majorly underappreciated upon release. It made $20 million worldwide on a $35 million budget. So not a lot of people witnessed the sheer brilliance. I'm just glad that some people are going to experience this for the first time and hopefully love it as I do. Happy viewing, Video Landers. And that was Kyle's uh, nomination or a, a uh, an edited version of Kyle's nomination. To, to, to give you at least a view into his mindset of why he nominated yeah, this one. exactly. Exactly. So, let's talk about some uniqueness and challenges of this film, Dr. Sure Diamond thing. Doug. So, as far as uh, uniquenesses of this, that I will point to the music. The music was very well done. Uh, here, oh, let me pass over... Some screwball. It's Ooh. it's high sugar. If you want to taste it, well, uh, screwball peanut butter. But it's uh, it's very down. rich. I uh, might do the. Uh, this is probably your best got, bet right there. Oh, 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 so, oh, some some bur- bourbon. I was thinking about ninety nine peaches, but this ain't one. Yeah. That's his name of this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Let's talk about some uniqueness and challenges. So one of the uniquenesses is certainly the music was just it was very well done. The songs were. legit legit they like if you heard them that you'd be like oh this is this is a good song and it also represents the uh the 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 time that it that it's parodying as well uh so i thought that was one and i i liked uh i found myself singing along to the songs that were going on uh 
So uh, we watched over this weekend. We also watched uh, a little bit of Miami Connection. We did, which also has plenty of songs, which are fun, but they're nowhere but near they're the not quality. Legit songs. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah, nowhere near the quality. Um, in terms of uniquenesses, uh, now Kyle points to that this is uh, uh, a. a Excellent parody of the musical biopic mm-hmm. or, or biopic. Mm-hmm. The um, it his finger in the music industry's eye. Just so, solidly. and as far as uh, as far as follow, hitting all the beats and the tropes <coughs> going along the way, mm-hmm. uh, it does its job. Yeah, it does its job. Yeah, uh, Kyle appreciated that very much. I think one of the challenges that I see in this <clears throat> film is that there are components uh or elements of the film that are clearly supposed to be hilarious just a hundred percent over the top blow you away and i i i don't know if it was timing uh or performance they didn't hit for me but here's the thing there were other moments where i didn't expect to laugh but i and i i'll use this word because it's the exact thing that happened i guffawed out loud uh, it was, I, 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 I actually was looking around the room at you and, and our other friends who were with us and like, who made that noise? And I realized I made that yeah. noise. Uh, so I mean, it, and it goes from one to the next. I'm not going to say that it's a hilarious front to back movie cause it's not, but there were definitely moments in there that shine. So one of the challenges, and this will be a constant, this will be a, a, a well repeated, uh, conversation piece that we've had before about comedies. Yeah. Is that uh, without leaning too heavy into the cliche that comedies are subjective, but mm. yep. Yeah. The uh, I mean, all movies are subjective, but there is, there's something about uh, comedies have, have to connect with your references, but also your sense of humor, uh, the frame of mind that you're in, mm-hmm. your how much you, what you feel towards the people who are involved, yeah. of whether or not you like them or not. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, for our council members, that's that's going to be an Achilles heel. Yeah. Uh, or at least an Achilles rash. I, I yeah, an Achilles rash. I I also think that there are people. I probably was one who think that John C. Riley uh, is a fabulous supporting two guy. a supporting actor, and when he's the primary guy, they look at the movie kind of side eye, like. Mm. And even then, we just mentioned Holmes and Watson uh, as the number two. There's no guarantees that things are going to go well. On the other hand, I don't remember watching a movie that he's in that I just hated. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't think of one I hated. Holmes and Watson is pretty close. I, I didn't hate it. I just thought that they were overreaching and they were trying really too hard. That's only my I thought opinion. it was lazy. Uh, this is not a... We're no, not talk, meant, chatting about meant, Holmes and Watson. I meant but trying they, too hard yeah. to be hilarious without really putting yeah. in the work. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I thought they were overreaching. But anyway, so but this is not that movie. We're talking about uh, obviously uh, Dewey Cox story, Walk Hard, and in this one, because John C. Riley's a primary actor, if you don't think about all the support he got from all the other actors, it's hard to remember 
that he actually has chops of his own. Uh, he's not always going to be number two. But anyway. So one of the things uh, also on this is because Pantheon is talks about movies being the best of, of the genre. The genre. Yeah. And we've already mentioned kind of a gold standard movie that's out there, which is This is Spinal Tap. Yeah. Which happened a long time ago, but also is just beloved. Yeah. And, you know. But even if you look at other movies that are similar, maybe not music bio fake biopics but just similar in that like they're pseudobiopics of a person and you've got ron burgundy and anchorman and you've got ricky bobby and talladega nights and he was involved in both of those they're far better movies well and uh, i was just looking through the pantheon list of things that are currently on the the list of pantheon movies over mm -hmm. the years and you also have stepbrothers on there and yeah, yeah. um if it's if you're not just compare comparing musical right parodies but you're looking john c. at john c Riley movies or just comedies in general that that uh stepbrothers yeah you know blows it out of the water but i don't think it's it's a fair comparison to say like only one movie per one actor no, could get into or, or even for one genre only one comedy movie only one yeah you can't do that only one musical or whatever all right, well, hey, let's break it down a little bit further, and let's talk about these uh, seven categories. Well, eight, if you count, uh, uh, well, seven categories. Acting and casting. What do you think about the acting and casting in this movie? <clears throat> so, I have no trouble with the acting and casting. I mean, um, with the caveat that I, too, am not always sure about John C. Riley and his gravitas or his will ability to carry a movie by himself i'll tell you something and i, I mentioned that and you now you've mentioned it as well something that uh that i was surprised by but pleasantly surprised by was even though you have to do this suspension of disbelief to follow john c Riley as a 14 year old yeah. all the way i mean through. that's the joke yeah yeah that's i'm gonna joke. make it as a 15 year old but he yeah. pulled it off Every single decade, all the ages, his flower child phase, his 60-plus-year-old grandpa phase, all of that, I was 100% in. I'm like, you know what? I'll set aside the fact that I know this person is not that age and that this is either makeup or just like, yeah, yeah, pretend you don't notice that he's 40 uh, and playing a 15-year-old. But I am I was all the way in. Like, I thought, he surprised me. I thought yeah. he did well. I especially liked his older scenes where he was playing uh, Dewey Cox as an old man. So, and, uh, like, I liked the supporting cast. The Kristen Wiig is somebody that I love for comedy, and I really like it when I see her on television, that I haven't always seen her translate well to the big screen. I think Bridesmaids is where she really, um, really hit it out of the park. But Jenna Fisher was oh, yeah. amazing. Oh, yeah. Like, she did a great job. And something about Jenna Fisher, she said in an interview that when she read the script and they offered her that role, she thought, wait, no, you, you, you got, she said, told your, her agent, you messed it up. They offered me the first wife, not the hot second wife. I never get that role. And her agent was like, no, they want you to play the hot second wife. Yeah. She's like, I can't sing. They're like. They're not yeah. worried about that. We'll fix it. In yeah, post. we'll fix that. So yeah. it was just like, wow. Yeah, and she really did a good job. So uh, 
this will be hit or miss with people. I'm a Tim Meadows fan. Oh, I'm a Tim Meadows fan. 100%. And, and granted, in the movie, he was definitely Tim Meadows. Oh, yeah. And he it was, was just Tim, Tim Meadows. Meadows. Yeah. He was Tim Meadowsing every line that oh, he yeah. said. But I'm, I am I was for, all for it. I read another review of somebody else who was talking through and just doesn't like Tim Meadows oh, at well. all. But, yeah, well, again, subjective. But, yeah. All right. Well, how about directing and editing? How, how do you feel? That, well, hold on. Acting and casting. If we were to give it a number from one to five. I would rate it, I would say, between four and four and a half. I'll call it 4.2. Yeah, I would say four. Okay. Myself. Directing and editing. Uh, directing and editing. Uh, I, so, this will be... I The movie was cut together nice. I right? thought it, it flowed, flowed nice. The music went that, in and out very well. Yeah. Uh, they didn't force us to listen to entire five-minute songs. <laughs> like, like Miami Connection. Uh, the it, As far as the direction itself... The, I I didn't really have too much of a problem with that. The, it gets hard to piece out the difference between direction and uh, story. Yeah, and story it, it, and the j- joke choices mm-hmm. and how the jokes worked mm-hmm. uh, were a little bit less for me because I, I didn't think all of them were always written the best or yeah. played the best right. or um, maybe even directed the best in terms yeah. of capturing the, 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 the movement and the timing yeah. and everything. Like, there were st- like I said earlier, there were points where I knew it was supposed to be funny. I, it just didn't hit. Yeah. For me. For me, personally. Yeah. But for directing, for me, I thought for directing, it was a solid four and a half, maybe even a little higher. You know, they, they, and editing, it was edited well together, but you're right. Once you get to the third category of screenplay and story, uh, it, uh, it wasn't a bad screenplay or story. And I really like the idea of lampooning, uh, the music by opera. Sure. I think that's great. Um, I just thought that, you know, like you said, some of the jokes weren't all Well, the way and there. you know what? Like, there are tighter parodies of the musical. Uh, biopic that are out there mm. and one of which is on um, the, on IFC that Fred Armisen and Bill Hader had demo- not Democracy Now but like uh, it was they did a series of kind of shorts that were all parodies on documentaries yeah 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 oh, and yeah, they yeah. do one of them that was kind of like based on the Eagles and follows the same kind of like it it hits all the marks but it's way tighter and more pointed got it uh you know you know attempt at got it at it so uh cinematography and locations no complaints no complaints from me score the musical score for me is a five five I'm out of five i'll in. give it i'll give it a five out of five uh, is I'm solid the none of this none of this like all the songs worked. They fit. Yep. They were done well. Even the ones that were tongue in cheek, like "Let's do it," yeah, and like they they would sing right up to the point where it was specifically talking about sex, and then it wasn't. Yeah, I was cool, and they went back to that same well twenty five or thirty times in that song, and I was good every time. So, and John C. Riley is a good singer. He is, and uh, so over the Christmas break, and not the only good singer that was on yeah. that soundtrack. Yeah. 
So over the Christmas break, uh, a, a holiday favorite that's shown up now for my family. My wife likes it. Is Spirited. Spirited. Ryan Reynolds, Will Ferrell. Oh my God. Lots of very fun songs. Yeah. But Will Ferrell, while he can sing good. Yeah. Pretty good. No, John C. Riley is better. The John C. Riley sound like a recording artist. And by the way, R- R- Ryan Reynolds can sing. Yeah, he can. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm not saying that he's a either a. a, a I don't. Makes I don't... me mad, right? Like you, know, you watch it and you're like, come on. How what many, are... How many human lotteries do you get to win, dude? You're smart, you're attractive, <laughs> you sing well. You're, Wait, you you're think he's attractive? Wealthy, uh, witty. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's got the Midas touch, doesn't he? Uh, all right, and then uh, special effects and notables. I'll tell you something. The makeup, I felt, other than that, right when he was an old dude, uh, I felt like they intentionally decided we're not going to try. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I, but, yeah. But I like the blending. They had some, they had some, I would say, Forrest Gumpian. Is that a term? Yeah. Where they mixed uh, video clips. I thought they did a pretty good job. I, and the first time I had seen that was in Forrest Gump. And, uh, uh, I, okay. Uh, first time I had seen that was in Forrest Gump. And then I was like, uh, 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 you know, I hadn't seen it before. It was a surprise. But then I, these, guys, these guys did a great yeah. job with that. And the point of this movie was not the special effects. No, no. But no. still, I it thought was, that was okay. It was, the, it was the music. Now it's the X Factor. And yeah. you just said the X Factor for me. The music? You can't just say the score and the X Factor and, uh, and say those are... The same thing, but 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 the music was the X factor for me. And I got to tell you, I started watching the movie thinking I had seen it before, and I had, but I was remembering the wrong movie. And the more I got into the score last weekend in the, this rewatch, the more I was like, man, like that. That's a big bonus point right there. Kyle says the same thing. Yeah, you know, and uh, to quote the great Joshua McLaughlin. Yeah. I don't know if this movie has the juice. <laughs> well, I haven't said my vote yet. No, no, I mean, the, this uh, for X Factor. Uh, I did like the movie. Mm. Uh, I mean, the music. Mm-hmm. I did like the music. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was a movie that I started several times in the past, and ne- and just never watched all the just way never watched all the way through because it just it didn't keep me hooked, well, and I had to watch it. All the way through this time, well, so that's something I, I wanted I to point out. I stayed with it. We've watched movies together before, and it's like, oh, hey, I'm gonna get another drink. I'm gonna go to the bathroom. We would pause the movie. I don't think we paused this movie. No, I think we watched it front to back. Yeah, and uh, even with the group of, of gentlemen that we were with this past weekend, we've paused movies and, and and then continued. And I don't think we paused this one. And uh, the uh, you know not just the music doing that, but that's like another little. It kind of sucked us in. Uh, that reminds yeah. me, I owe somebody four bucks for this movie. I forgot to give him. I'll have to yeah. Venmo him some yeah. money. There was a good amount of alcohol that was involved uh, as well. So I, I mean, we weren't going anywhere. Yeah, either. but I also wasn't super hammered watching yeah. this movie. So, no. so, uh, so let me walk through the awards. This movie has, you know, this movie has one win and six nominations. And the uh, the nominations, the one win was for kind of like a secondary tier type uh, uh, type thing. But in terms of uh, kind of like bigger name nominations mm-hmm. that it did get, 
two nominations from the Golden Globes. Wow. Two, uh, 2008 uh, nominee, Golden Globe, Best Performance by an Actor for John C. Riley, and then 2008 uh, nominee for the Golden Globe for the Best Original Song. And I thought those are both very, very valid. Yeah. Well, and uh, best performance by things. an actor in a motion picture comedy or musical, yeah. which he hit both both bullseyes there. Now, he didn't win, but, I mean, hey, that's nope. a hell of a nod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, any fun facts about this movie that you've gleaned from IMDb or other yeah. sources? Uh, one was, and this is something I just wouldn't... Two, actually, it's a twofer. One was, in one scene, uh, Dewey and Lechem, uh, which is Harold Ramis' character. Harold Ramis, this was one of... Uh, the last movies I can remember seeing him in, by the way. Uh, but um, they speak in Hebrew for privacy. And at first I was like, wow, John C. Riley can speak Hebrew. Then I found out that not only could Riley cry on cue at the same time, at the same point, every time they filmed the scene, that's impressive. But even more impressive, he was reading his lines phonetically off cue cards. Doesn't speak Hebrew. He had no idea he was what he was saying, but he managed to cry on cue every time anyway. And Judge Pro Apatow said he was blown away. Professional. 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 Again, he's got some chops. What else you got there? Uh, Dewey's brother dies when they're kids. Actually, Dewey kills him. He cuts him in half accidentally while they were sword fighting with machetes. But eventually, his brother's spirit visits him as an adult ghost, played by Jonah Hill. He visits him as a child, and then as Dewey gets older, the ghost gets older with him. Apparently, there is, in a way, some basis for this in real life. Because in his autobiography, Johnny Cash, I would say the closest yeah. parallel to Dewey here. Johnny Cash said that he spoke to the spirit of his dead brother, Jack, throughout his entire life, and that Jack's ghost aged along with him. I don't think, just for clarity, that Johnny Cash cut his brother, Jack, no. in half. And uh, to speak to that, there is a line in the movie where the father says, uh, uh, I'm shocked at how easy it is to cut a person in half with a machete. <laughs> That's when he cut himself in half. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Accidentally. <laughs> now, because the film flopped... Yeah, it would be four years until Kasdan's next film, Bad Teacher, which we looked at before and, and did, did well. well. A decade later, Kasdan was tapped to direct Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, 2017 film that served as a delayed sequel to 1995's Jumanji. Welcome to the Jungle proceeded to make nearly a billion dollars and become the highest grossing Sony film ever in the domestic market until Spider-Man No Way Home surpassed it in 2021. Kasdan also directed the movie's follow-up, the next Jumanji, the next level. Yeah, the Jumanji follow-up, obviously. <laughs> so, uh, in this movie, they spoofed a lot of musicians, including, and here's a nice long list, Johnny Cash, Bob Dylan, Ray Charles, David Bowie, Roy Orbison, Queen, Meatloaf, David Crosby, Jim Morrison, Harry Chapin, Donnie McLean, Donnie McLean? Don, Don McLean, sorry. Elvis Presley, The Cars, Christopher Ward, Nellie, Tim McGraw, The Beatles, Brian Wilson during his Smile album period, Stevie Wonder, who, by the way, like Dewey Cox, lost his sense of smell, but for Stevie Wonder, it was after his car crash in 1973, and Michael Jackson with the whole monkey and giraffe as house pets. Now, we mentioned this before, but... Um... John C. Riley sang every song on the soundtrack and played guitar 
on most of them. Yeah, Will well. Ferrell may be a drummer, but John C. Riley can rip it on a guitar. So when this uh, film was sent to theaters, the prints were shipped under the fake title Long Way Up. Ooh, a long way up. <laughs> David Crummolds, Martin Starr, Jason Schwartzman, and Steve Banos all previously starred in Freaks and Geeks, which was also produced and directed by Judd Apatow and Jake Kasdan. Mm-hmm. So tapping, tapping the same well as yeah. well as the, the music that we had had that was also a frequent collaborator mm-hmm. as well by uh, Michael Andrews. Yep. Uh, Reese Witherspoon was considered for the role of Darlene, the uh, second wife, uh, Darlene Madison. As was, and uh, Kyle had mentioned, Margot Martindale. Oh, yeah. She was also in the running for that as well. And then we have an uncredited uh, appearance by Jack Black, Paul Rudd, Justin Long, and Jason Schwartzman as the Beatles. Now... Uh, by the way, I got a kick. I didn't. I don't remember laughing out loud, but I got a kick out of their fake accents. Yeah. And I wondered how long they worked on those to try to sound like the Beatles. Like they were from Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah. I, I was. I was. I was all in, and uh, I especially. I especially uh, was sucked in by Paul Rudd's. Yeah. Uh, he. 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 Clearly, they worked on it. Maybe they even got a coach. I don't know. All right. Voting time. So Kyle's a yes. He nominated the thing. And we have two no's from mm-hmm. the council right now. April and Brad I both said no. They voted together? That's odd. Well, they voted separately, but they voted the same thing. Oh, oh. The right, rest of them right. we don't know about We don't know yet. the guest voter, Matt and Miggity Mac. I don't know. I'll, don't, I'll tell you in a minute. And as far as the poll, as of 4 p.m. today, mm-hmm. that the poll Ooh. is... Tight. Tight. It's tight. Is 31 for yes. 32 for no. Ooh, it's tweet like a tiger. It's tweet like a tiger. 23, I haven't seen. 10, need to rewatch. Uh, so if anybody's listening and wants to push this over the edge, that you can vote your yeses on that poll to get it to be a yes for the poll. Normally, the polls are usually 5 to 1. Yes. Uh, yes to no. This Even is if they don't make it one. in. This is also a very low number, low yeah. number poll as right. well. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things that uh, Dewey Cox is not streaming anywhere right now. No, I had that to pay is, four th- bucks that for is e- it. Yeah. Or easily findable right. on any of the ones that we had. Yeah, I, I paid um, four bucks on on uh, Amazon Prime. So that that can tap into things as well. Uh, but for right now, it's it's a no. Uh, yeah, currently. Uh, but you know, uh, I, and I'm not going to vote on the Facebook poll because it would be like getting to vote twice. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. But um, I have my own vote, and I'll tell you, I think that Kyle uh, uh, McLaughlin yeah. has said it best. I like this film. Uh-huh. It might even be a Pantheon film, but I just don't think it's got the juice. I do not believe it. You are a Kyle Brown sycophant. Uh, you know, Kyle you, Brown and, you, I, Kyle like Brown and I are good friends. Every time like you are suckling on the teeth no, of Kyle Brown. No, this man Brown. has nominated so many films by a director that I am not a fan of. <laughs> <laughs> And I try, Kyle, I give you the benefit of the doubt, and I watch every one of them every time. What was the most recent one that just came out this year? Uh, uh, Asteroid City. Asteroid City, and I I actually bought it, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to like it. It's going to get nominated next year, and I'm like, anyway. So, yeah, no, I'm going to say no. 
Okay. But, but you know something, Kyle? I really appreciated not just the experience of watching it again, reminding me of what movie this was, because I totally had it filed wrong in my faulty memory filing system. I laughed. I love the music. I went and got the soundtrack. Uh, not the extended one. Now I gotta go get the extended one, Kyle. Thanks for the tip on that one. But the movie, it's just not special shelf for me. Yeah. I wish it was. Yeah. Because it, it could have been, I think. And, and my... So your vote matters. In this, this case, time. I, get, I get a this vote. So now we have, three, we have three no's, maybe four with the Facebook poll, and one yes, but we don't know what else is going on. Yeah, and uh, if anybody else says no, then it's it's out. Yeah, or if the poll stays no, yeah. it's out. Um, and my vote doesn't matter. But? But uh, if, if it were up to me, then I'd also say no. Uh, well, have you voted on the poll yet? It, that would make it 33 to 30. Yeah, like I could I could oh. sweeten the pot on yeah. the nose. Um, yeah, and, and I think that the Joshua statement that it doesn't have the juice oh, is kind of like... Kyle, Joshua McLaughlin, my bad. Yeah. Sorry, Mr. McLaughlin, sir. So, um, yeah, it, it just didn't quite have enough uh, for me. Yeah, and spe- I gotcha. Specifically in terms of how the comedy hit. Yeah. 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 All right. So, any final thoughts, final comments that you'd like to throw out there? Well, and just for uh, for those who are listening, that the Siamese cat, and I had mentioned before, Siamese cats show up in the movie in terms of dialogue that Dewey Cox uh, is mentioning that the Siamese cat is a symbol of nobility in ancient Egypt. And then his friends have a little, uh, or uh, that the people he's chatting with have a conversation with a uh, colorful language saying F nobility, <laughs> F ancient Egypt. And then somebody else is like F cats. <laughs> Just didn't like cats at all. Yeah. You don't F with cats though. So that's, that's Chris, Chris Parnell, uh, said, said that uh. F cats. So, um, yeah. So I appreciate the, the, that. Oh, that, I really like the little cat. Those are super cool. Uh, it, it reminds me of the deep dive gesture of, giants showing yes. up in uh, uh blood sport when we were going through that of the, yep. that the fact that he was wearing a giant's cap and a giant shirt but different teams giants fan one was football and one was this <laughs> and then, you know, i just like giants in general so um so all right well as always i hope everyone enjoyed tonight's conversation where can video land find you sir Oh, you find me on the Facebook page, yeah, and uh, just we'll find you as well. Yeah, I, I do want to say one last thing on oh, the final please. thoughts before we close. I'm excited to be back for season nine. I'm excited to see where it goes. Me too. I, I want to say thank you for Kyle for putting out um like you could have went with something safe. Yes, and you went with you went with something interesting. Yeah, and uh, sometimes that kind of sets the course for. The kinds of things that other people put in. Yes. And uh, we've had a couple seasons where um, they were good seasons, but like they were all the bangers, like yeah. and cranking out the hits. But then other times where we're, we find movies that I didn't know I was going to like. Or then, I didn't know existed. Or I didn't know existed. Yeah. And I look forward to seeing what this season has in store for the nominations. Me, me too. And something else that you said that I want to bring back, you said, thank you, Kyle for putting out a nomination. And I would just like to say, thank you, Kyle, just for putting out. Because yeah. you know what? That's yeah. what friends are for, sir. Yeah, I love you, man. I love you, man. 
All right. As always, I hope everybody tonight, everybody enjoyed tonight's conversation. And you can find us on Facebook. You can find Adventures in Video Land on Instagram, adventuresinvideoland.com. But the conversation always begins and ends on Facebook. You've been listening to Criticism in its finest hour. Until next time, Videolanders. Edith, I told you, I can't build you a candy house. It'll fall apart. The sun will melt the candy. It won't work. It's another one of those jokes that I really thought was going to hit when I was hearing it. That You know what? That's pretty good. But how about this? We, we love, love you. you.